Hey guys, it's Brianna, and I am joined by my friend and co-host, Christina. Hi, everyone. And you are listening to Oh Brother, your favorite Big Brother podcast. Listen as we discuss all of the alliances, backdoors, and twists you love to watch. Hey, everybody. Um, Today, we have a special guest joining us. Unfortunately, Christina wasn't feeling well, but we do have... Tom Vasey, aka TV Talks with Tom, here to join us as a guest co-host. Hey, Tom. What's up, everyone? I'm really, really excited for this. Yeah, we're excited to have Tom here. If you don't know who Tom is, you need to get yourself out from under the rock you've been living under because (laughs) the feeds updates that he posts on YouTube are epic. And, you know, he's got the daily tea on what's going on in the Big Brother house. Tom, do you want to tell us a little bit about, you know, your big brother viewing experience like how long you've been watching for how many seasons have you seen all that good stuff yeah so I started on big brother 19 I know it's not the greatest season to start on (laughs) um, but I enjoyed it I mean it was great and uh, then I I just became addicted to it I was obviously I was a fan of big brother UK way before that Um, but I started on big brother 19 went back and watched all the old ones and um, I've just I've had a love affair with big brother let's just put it that way I absolutely love it yeah, it's awesome. And and clearly Tom is a super fan. He's on feeds all day, every day, getting the tea for everybody um, <laughs> and doing great little breakdowns on YouTube. So definitely check out his YouTube channel and all his socials as well for your feeds updates. But we are going to just jump right in to this Oh Brother episode. And I want to start off with, you know, after Shayna was evicted, obviously, Typically, the house guests will go and do a little press tour and, and do interviews and stuff. And she did an interview with Us Weekly. And I don't know if you saw this, Tom, but it was delayed by like a day or two. Yes, I did see that. And I, I'm, I've got to say, I wasn't surprised after all. Mm. All that was kind of rumored after Shana was evicted. Um, I know, obviously, I'd heard the stuff about her boyfriend. And then, you know, I think um, I think it was understandable that maybe she took a day or two to um, to, to step back from the spotlight because um I think I think any sane human being would do exactly the same oh totally yeah I felt so bad for her leaving the house and having to you know not only be kind of backstabbed by her alliance but then also you know come out to find out that even though she has all of the support from fans and everything like the relationship that she was so excited to go back to is no longer there and to be honest like it's probably in the end going to be a blessing in disguise for her because her boyfriend seems shady as hell and she's probably better <laughs> off without him but um I did feel bad for her but in her interview you know she was the you know Shayna we know she was super you know peppy and excited and she was you know still excited to talk about big brother and everything um they didn't ask her anything about her boyfriend in the interview, so I have a feeling, you know, they kind of deemed that as off limits beforehand, but she did talk about Todrick, and I and I do think she knows that he made quite a few personal attacks, she did reference it in the interview, but for the most part, the interview was fairly PG, in my opinion, I don't know if you saw it, Tom, but she, you know, she talked about stuff that happened in the house, but I don't know that she's seen the full extent of it because she did say she hadn't even been on social media and stuff yet and she hadn't watched any of the episodes so from what she knew uh she didn't seem too happy with the things that you know that went on outside of the episodes but I also don't know if she knows the full scope of everything I think she'll see the full scope soon and if she hasn't already I think she's going to see all the things that Todrick's been saying about it on social media but I think the the most wonderful thing is the fact that the big brother fans have kind of just collectively came together and they've shown her just this incredible amount of support and and it's well deserved as well because for me I think at the at the point where this season started to kind of get a little bit rocky I feel like Shayna was the one kind of shining light coming from the house mm-hmm. and I think um when when she was bombarded with all these horrible things that were said about her in the house it was just nice to root for her and I really do hope that she gets America's favorite player because I think she just deserves it yeah and and not to jump ahead here but obviously we saw at the end of you know the most recent episode that voting is open so you guys better get out there and vote for your favorites go vote, go vote people yeah you got to i will say i do want Shayna to win but i did have to throw my very first vote to carson just because i love him so much and he has made the episode <laughs> and typically the way i kind of go with favorites with my favorite vote is 
I kind of go with the person that I enjoyed watching the most. And I will say that Carson gave me so many laughs that I had to throw him my first vote, but um, I do want Shayna to win. So I think, you know, the rest of my votes um, up until finale night will go to her just because um, I want her to get it for the sake of, you know, the fact that she seemed like the person who knew the game the best and was actually there to play and win versus some of these other people who don't really understand the game and, you know, didn't (laughs) want to do the lying backstabbing thing, but also just so that I can see Todrick and Misha's faces when she wins. <laughs> I have literally got exactly the same reasoning. I I I I love Carson. I think he's fantastic. And Lamar, I'm gonna give a quick shout out to as well because I just think he's brilliant. And of course, the wonderful Chris Catan, I think is amazing as well. Oh, but, I, I, <laughs> but I do want Shayna to win it. But exactly the same reasons as you agree. Mm-hmm. I think um seeing the look on Todrick's face when he's like, oh. So America actually likes Shayna, um, and I, I just think the face will be absolutely priceless for him realizing that he's actually not not loved as he as he thinks he is. That sounds really cynical, but I feel like the things he said have been extremely cynical. So I feel like we've got a little bit of a pass here to say that. Oh, totally, and and I probably, you know, knowing Todrick, I bet you he thinks that he's in the running for favorite, but he's gonna have oh, a rude awakening when he gets out of the house. I mean, unless by some fluke he like. I don't know if his like army of fans, if he still has an army of fans goes and all votes for him, <laughs> that would be terrible if he won it in my opinion, but I'm hoping that he doesn't even come close to the top. That way he gets a little bit of a reality check. Yeah, I, 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 I do have to agree with that. I um, I think the only way he's, he's going to get in the top three, if, if they're doing also top three vote getters, I think um, it will be because maybe he paid people to vote for him or pre-organised it <laughs> or something something like that beforehand. In fact, I don't know, or maybe he hired people to pay them and then he didn't actually pay them in the end. Uh, but, <laughs> As <laughs> he's knows? known to do. Uh, and it's disappointing because to be honest, like I was, and I've said this in episodes before, I was excited for him to be on this season. You know, I don't know, no, I didn't know a ton about him going into the show, but you know, I watched some YouTubers who are friends with him and I actually did see him perform um, in Waitress because he performed with Colleen Ballinger, aka Miranda Sings, when she was also in Waitress. Um, and so I went to see her, but he was also in that show and he was great in that. And so, you know, I followed his social media and stuff like that, but I, I didn't really, you know, watch his videos or anything. But I was like so excited for him to go on the show and and, you know, he knows the game pretty well, it seems like and was a fan of the show. So I was pumped to see him on there. And then as I started seeing things coming out about him and just the way he carried himself in the house, I was like, oh, it's definitely not what I expected. Yeah, and uh, see, I didn't know him, if I'm being honest, that much. I'd heard of him and uh, because he's been on a couple of shows in the UK. Um, I think he's a lot more famous than the US and um, he obviously was the the host of, of the cookout after Big Brother 23 finished right. and he had everybody over at his house and I thought okay right if this guy's going in he will have spoken to Tiffany who I believe is one of the best strategists in years on Big Brother and I thought he's gonna he's gonna get some great advice off her he's gonna come in and he's, he's gonna dominate and I still I still want to acknowledge the fact that he hasn't played a bad game I, I, I think right. I think he's He's played an incredibly strong game, in my opinion. I just think his game has been very dirty. And um, I think he's crossed those personal lines. That has kind of made it a little bit irredeemable. But as far as a game standpoint goes, I think he's played a good game. But I think his jury management has been pretty poor, almost as bad as Paul's potentially, probably worse. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so it's 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 hard dissecting it because I feel the age-old kind of debate on uh big brother is you know where is the line you know is it is it game or was it personal and i feel like it's been so clean cut this time that you can totally tell there's a line that's being crossed yeah the other direction yeah, yeah exactly exactly right. like there and, is and, no misconstruing that in my there opinion is not at all. There is, totally agree <laughs> there is not at all and, and and i think um you can kind of go backwards and forwards always and saying you know you played a good game but it was a dirty game but i think at the end of the day um the thing that shone through more than his good gameplay is 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 the is the bad things he's done. If we're being totally honest, mm. so I think uh, it's 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 pretty much clear as day. I think at this point to most people. 
especially because you know you have to look at the season two through the lens of the fact that it's celebrity so like he had to know going into this a that everybody who is evicted is on the jury and is going to see everything (laughs) they don't go to a jury house you have to go in there knowing that and also he went in and and you know had all this knowledge from the people from the cookout and stuff and and you know they had their fair share too of little comments here and there that they made that you know they kind of got in trouble for when they came out of the house um so you would think he would learn from that experience the experience they had and kind of take that with him into the house but it just I don't know clearly jury management is not his forte (laughs) I totally agree yeah I um it's 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 not his strong point and uh I I would be very very um surprised at this point if he does win I think yeah. anybody he gets to the, I would say anybody he gets to the final two with, he's probably played a better game than them, but his jury management has been weaker than everybody else's. And at the end, that's what matters, really. I mean, you can you can play a good game all you want, but you know, you're going to get beaten out if your jury management's rubbish. That's how Josh won over Paul in um, in season uh, 19. And then, totally. you know, think, uh, let's think about, uh, let's go all the way back to season three uh, with Danielle and Lisa, I mm. think. Lisa beat Lisa didn't play a better game than Danielle by any stretch of the imagination. No. Danielle, in my opinion, played the best game ever to, and, and not win the game. That and, and I stand by that. I think if the jury had been sequestered, Danielle would have won. But obviously, you've got to play the game as if you've got to play the rules. I, I was talking about this in one in one of one of my videos. Like if if you're playing the normal season, then the the rules you should be playing is or you should be playing to get the jury votes but as if people are in the jury house you know so you can backstab the trade do whatever on celebrity it changes slightly because the, the jury are going to be not sequestered they're going to go home so i feel like you've got to adapt your game to be able to suit that and todrick hasn't been able to do that which is why i don't think he's going to get the win he has played a good game as i've said multiple times but i just think the the jury management aspect as we've talked about is just uh is it isn't strong enough for him to, to set the victory Totally. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with that. Um, and if he makes it to final two and he loses, I will get a little bit of sick satisfaction out of it. I can't lie. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I'm the same. I, I can't even deny that. <laughs> All right. Well, enough about Todrick. Uh, let's jump right into episode 10. So at the top of the episode, we see, you know, Lamar kind of, obviously we saw him, I think, take the longest to vote in Big Brother history uh, on a live (laughs) show. And then, you know, he felt really bad about evicting Shayna and he goes into the room and basically tells Misha like, oh, I wanted to vote you out. I was trying to get Todd's attention, but it didn't work. And I was like, this guy. That was so, so good. That was so good. It reminded me of uh, like Janelle back in like Big Brother 6. <laughs> I just I just thought she would do something like that. Like, I feel like in this day and age is Big Brother. Nobody likes to step on each other's toes. Whereas back in the day, you would have seen like people like Howie or Dr. Will or Janelle just straight up say, yeah, I want to get you out of the house. And I just love that. It was just brilliant. Lamar is too funny. And like for the past couple of weeks on feeds, he's been, you know, telling Cynthia and Carson that he wants to target uh, Misha and Todrick. Like he has not yeah. kept this a secret, even though technically he's sort of in an alliance with them, even though it yeah. seems like they don't really consult him for their game moves ever. Um, <laughs> Lamar's kind of just been dragged along by them for, for quite a while. But the fact that he is so unapologetic about what he's planning to do in the house should he get power and things like that it's very much like old school bb and i think a lot of people like watching that and then obviously you know lamar half the time doesn't even know where he is or what he's doing so it's fun to watch yeah definitely i am um, i'm rooting for him to win at this point he's, he's the one <laughs> i want to get to the end and uh i'd love to i know we discussed it a little bit the other day i, I would love to see him get to the final two and even if it was with Todrick, I'd love to see him win um, with the unanimous jury vote. Uh, I just think that would be incredible. It would be, in my opinion, one of the best final two moments ever in Big Brother history. Totally. I would be 100% here for that. It would make my finale night, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, so then right before they you know, get into this HOH competition, there's this deal that's made between Carson, Cynthia, Misha, and Todrick to keep each other safe for the week. So initially in the prior episode, all they showed was Carson making a deal with Misha to keep him and Cynthia safe. And I was telling Christina last week that I saw on feeds that they ended up making a deal, all four of them, which for Carson and Cynthia, I think was a smart move. Um, But for Misha and Todrick, I didn't necessarily see how 
that benefited them too much. But um, I think because it was just for the week rather than a final four, they were like, listen, let's just make the deal and, and go for it and see what happens. And if, if it ends up being one of those four, it seemed like all of them had the intention to actually stick to the deal. Yeah. And, and I also feel like there was an element of collateral damage with, um, with Misha and Todrick, because I feel like they knew Carson and Cynthia weren't necessarily going to gain power. And it was just in case that, right. you know, 2% 2 chance that, that, you know, that one of them was going to win head of household or get some kind of power with the veto or anything like that. I think they wanted to make sure that they were covered. Um, but I, I, I didn't ever think Misha and Todrick were going to keep their end of the deal because in they've, they've played a good game. They've, they've played the cutthroat big brother game. And, and I think, uh, they they were ready to uh to, to get rid of them asap but uh cynthia and carson on the other hand have played a lot more um clean and with i know that the word keeps getting used integrity all the time mm -hmm. and um th that's why i think it was dangerous more for carson and cynthia to make the deal because misha and todrick i guess really had nothing to lose right this is true yeah i think misha has has sort of been um you know on the side of like keeping her word, being trustworthy and things like that. So I could see her had she won HOH, maybe not initially nominating Carson and Cynthia, but then going through with some kind of backdoor plan. Oh, yes. Todrick, on yeah. the other hand, I don't know that he, I mean, I think maybe he would try to do something similar, but out of those four, I think if any of them were going to break the deal, it would probably be him. I think so, yeah. Or, or Todrick would probably try and do something where he'd try and pin the blame on someone else yeah. while doing it. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, it's good big brother again, but I think it's just more and more damage to his, uh, his jury management. Right. So, you know, they go into this HOH comp celebrity endorsement with this deal. And, and this competition was interesting. It actually kind of brought me back to when they used to do food competitions, which mm -hmm. I miss the food comps. I don't know about you, Tom. I do, yeah, and it's it's. I've, I've got to say, I don't like. I don't want to jump ahead to last night's episode, but it went on for like two hours, didn't it? And I feel like it was a whole lot of nothing at some yeah, point. So I'm something like, give like us a food, food comp. comp. Yeah, give us a food comp, and then that would uh, fill up some more time and, and give us some more entertainment. Those were so much fun to watch too, and like, even though they didn't, you know, directly affect the game, I, I feel like in some ways they did, like. You could see, you know, some of the competitions, obviously all the house guests competed as one. And it was kind of nice, even though there were multiple sides of the house happening that, you know, they would come together for the sake of getting food. And then other times it would be like the two different teams and it would kind of cause a little bit of the divisiveness yeah. between the house yeah, guests, it, it even adds, if yeah. it didn't directly affect like, you know, power and things like that. It, it did make a difference for sure. It just, yeah, exactly. It just adds another element to the game. And I, I like that. And I think it's also an opportunity to bring back former house guests to host the comps as well. Yeah. I, lo I love seeing um, alumni coming back and, um, you know, whether it be from 10 years ago or two years ago, I just love seeing old house guests come back and, uh, I know we only had all stars a couple of years ago. Well, we call it all stars. Um, <laughs> I think uh, I know we had all stars a couple of years ago, but I'm always for returning players. And uh, just to see them come back and host a food comp is, uh, I just love that. So yeah, I mean, hell yeah. I mean, I, I think we should start a petition to uh, to bring back food comps. Bring back food comps and bring back the key wheel. That's the petition oh, yes. I want to make. Yeah, hashtag bring back the key wheel. Love that one. <laughs> so celebrity endorsement was an interesting one. Um, the first thing I thought of when they, you know, brought in this competition after food comps was that Misha was probably worried about her diet. And I wonder how many calories she had to count before they did this competition. <laughs> it's so true because you know she's in here in there with her little whiteboard writing down every single thing and she's like yeah at the end of the night if I have like extra calories I'll like take a taste of this or a bite of that but I have to like track it so specifically and I'm like damn yeah. I have to give her props for being able to do yeah, that inside I, the big brother I, house absolutely I respect that I, I didn't necessarily respect the producers for giving us a whole segment on Misha's workout uh, right. yesterday <laughs> but I do but I do I do respect her for uh for hustling and continuing to, to keep strict to uh to what she uh what she has to train for so a big props to her for that for sure <laughs> but yeah when they were tasting all these things i'm like i wonder i wonder if they had to like give her the calorie counts on all these strengths and like how much one sip would, would you know count and how much sugar's in it and all this stuff i think i think we're now understanding why the hoh comp isn't actually live anymore i think uh, <laughs> right. this, this is why they have to record it they're like wait we need to take a break in between misha has to log the calories <laughs> I also was like, 
kind of annoyed with Todrick that he didn't even taste the last one. If for somebody who, you know, really, you know, probably wanted to claims that he wants to win competitions and hasn't won an HOH yet and all this stuff. And obviously like he was very far behind, but in my opinion, in big brother, you never give up. And I don't care. Like if you think there's no chance you're going to win, just, you know, go with it and, and play the competition just like everybody else. But I was like, this loser didn't even taste the final drink. I was like, come on. It's annoying. It's so annoying. I, I, I totally, um, I totally believe that in big brother, you never, ever, ever give up. Even, even if the odds are totally against you, you know, say if you're in the final four and there's three people going for you, there's always that chance you could win the power of veto. And I know that's not the, the same as the situation, but it's the same sentiment in the, yeah. in the regards to there's always a chance for you to get to the end, even when you're by yourself. Todrick isn't even by himself. He's at the top of the house and he didn't even finish that drink. Um, poor sportsmanship, if you ask me, Brady. That's what yeah, I'm saying like, for that Or one. at least, like, fake it for the camera's sake. Like, pretend to take a sip and just pick a random one. Like, at yeah. least pretend. Like, don't just sit there and be at like, I'm pretend, not even yeah. going to taste this one. I'm good. Like, yeah. come on. Come on, exactly. It's annoying. Just drink it, Todrick. <laughs> um, so then... Todd won the competition and he crushed it. I think he got every single one correct. Um, and I I remember when feeds came on and everybody had found out that Todd won an HOH and we were all like, how the fuck did Todd win an HOH? And then when they explained the competition, I was like, well, it all makes sense now. Of course, he yeah, and Todd, this. yeah, Todd was so proud of himself as well. You could say after every single point he was getting, he was like <laughs> screaming and shouting like he was celebrating. And I, I did actually, I love that for him because I feel like Todd's been somebody who, um, he's, he's not necessarily one of my favorites, but right, he, so. um, he, he hasn't been really doing much. So to see him actually enjoying himself and uh, having a bit of fun, I mean, whatever gives you your kicks, if that's taste tests or whatever, that obviously is for Todd. I think, um, yeah, it was just nice to see him having a bit of fun and uh, and celebrating, but it did definitely come as a shock to me that he won head of household. Me too. And, and like you said, like he's not necessarily my favorite either, but I did appreciate that in his, <laughs> you know, little diary room sessions, he at least is very self-aware because at one point, I think he, I don't know the exact words, but he said something like, you guys thought I would just like, you guys thought I, all I did was sleep, but here I am winning an HOH. And I was like, at least he knows, at least he knows that we, we are very annoyed by the fact that all he does is like sleep and doesn't really do much in the house. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, I, I would say I'm proud of him for winning head of household because I feel like I, I, I think, um, I, I on a separate level from the, the personal aspect of the game where I, there's certain people I'm rooting for on a total game level I am proud that he actually beat the um I'm gonna sound like a boomer here but like the young the young <laughs> kiddos like you know I, I feel like I, I think it was uh it was nice to see that and uh yeah it just he uh he proved to us I think just in that one moment that just in that one moment I, I don't want to say any more moments than that but in that one moment he proved <laughs> to us that he can actually bring something to the table totally um, so then towards the end of the competition, uh, he had to choose two people to be the Hojito mascots and he ends up choosing Lamar and Todrick and Lamar was not happy with that decision. Uh, they didn't show it in the episode, but there was a whole drama that, you know, Lamar ripped up some playing cards that Todrick has re had requested due to the fact that he was upset about this mascot thing um so that was a whole drama <laughs> I mean dear god I I, uh, I I praise Lamar so much for being able to deal with that for 24 hours mm -hmm. I mean the punishment is supposed to be you know getting the costume on and being chained to somebody else the punishment in my eyes was being chained to Todrick for 24 yeah. hours dress me up as a lime all you want i'll do that for 48 hours if you tie me to todrick that's when the line is crossed yeah i, I can i can totally understand why lamar ripped up the cards um i, I probably would have done the same and probably more i um I, I, and, and the fact that todrick kind of started um 
throwing his toys out the pram as well when he he, uh, he found <laughs> out that Lamar had done that. Except that the line that I loved was where um, I think Todrick had said something to Lamar like, oh, I can't believe you've done that. And uh, then Lamar like clapped back at him straight away and he was like, I can't believe some of the things you've done and said in here. And I was like, oh my God, that was so good. Like Lamar mm. had that in the whole stay. He was ready to go. He drew and he shot straight away. And I just, I thought that was brilliant. We got another, we got another deck though, right? Far. What's wrong with you, man? What? Why would you rip the cards? Oh, that's funny. It was it? Oh. How'd you do that? It was funny to me. Mark, come on, man. What? Oh, now it's come on, man. Nah, fuck that. You can still play with him. All right, y'all. I'll see you in a little while. What you gonna do? I don't give a fuck what we do anymore. I'm over it. Neither are you? Yeah. Okay. Well, since we gotta be stuck together, we gotta do something. You wanna go sit down? Sit up? You wanna lay down? Lay down? I can't believe you just did that. For real? Well, I can't believe a lot of these things y'all talking about saying What are we do talking about saying I can't believe it. I'm not explaining myself. Good, because you can't explain yourself. No, I could. But what didn't it do it? I don't need to. That was an assholeish move, and I would not have done that to you. I asked for, I ordered those cards yesterday. Oh, you did it. I'm the one that asked for the cards. Everything doesn't go to target ways when he wants to. I would never get something that you asked for and rip it up, and if I did, you would not think it was funny. Oh, sorry you paid so much for your cards. But I, uh, I'll say my condolences for uh, for Lamar for having to deal with that for 24 hours. I, uh, I think you should automatically get America's favorite player if you have to deal with that for 24 hours. Totally. Um, there was a moment too where they were, you know, on feeds where they were chained together, and Todrick was trying really hard. Again, uh, clearly he's obsessed with Shayna because all he wants to do is talk about her. But again, he was <laughs> trying to, you know make these personal digs at her and Lamar was just not having it. He completely shut it down. If I can find the audio of that, I will try to include it here. So for the listener's sake, they can hear it. Misha's a, uh, a beast. I know, but in 2022, do you want to help some like white blonde girl get to the end? Who's no, I don't really, I don't, it would, color, the color of her skin didn't matter. It's not about that though. So why'd you bring it up? I'm just saying like, What's the difference? They both white. She's also white. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so that's if why I'm confused. Somebody's a hard worker and somebody's not manipulative and somebody has gotten here and gotten to where they've gotten. I mean, honestly, I don't really know either of them. I mean, like, I wasn't, you know, it's my first time meeting them. Like, I, don't, I don't know how Misha lives her life. Hmm? I don't know how she lives her life. We should get to know her. Away from. Of being a competitor. Lamar was like, listen, I don't know Misha outside of this house. I don't know what she's like outside of these walls. Like, why am I to say that, you know, she deserves it more than somebody else? He just basically completely shut down what Todrick was trying to say. So you got to love him for that. Yeah, 100%. And who who is Todrick to take the moral high ground at that point after there are all the things he's been saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't understand how he can all of a sudden bring in morals and say this person deserves to win because they've got a better work ethic when, you know, the morals Todrick has had so far have been um, is practically non-existent. Right, totally. So following this HOH competition, um, obviously Todd has to decide who he's going to nominate. And he's still loyal to the Misha and Todrick alliance. But, you know, he's trying, you know, in his own little way to gain favor with some of the other house guests and decides to um, keep Cynthia off the block to try to gain her favor later because he knows he's against Misha and Todrick later on. And his rationale was that if Carson wins the veto, he won't want to use it because Cynthia would go up in his place and he would essentially be sending him out. So he kind of, you know, concocts this plan with the help of Misha to put up Carson and Lamar instead. I don't quite know strategically if, you know, this makes sense. Obviously it did work out in Todd's favor, which we'll talk about later because, you know, the plan went the way it was supposed to. But I don't necessarily know if putting up someone's closest ally and evicting them is the best way to get, you know, them on your side. Uh, I guess leaving Cynthia off the block is something he can come back to later and say, hey, listen, when I had power, I didn't put you up, but he did evict her closest ally. So I, I personally think 
for his game, he should have just put them both up on the block and, and gone that way because in the off chance that Cynthia had won veto, he would have been screwed. Um, but I also think there's a little bit of Todd that kind of wanted Cynthia to win veto so that he had an excuse to put Todrick up and then send him out. I don't know. It was a strange move, in my opinion, to put those two up. What did you think? Right. And, and I think a lot of the gameplay seems very passive. It's kind of like people definitely have certain agendas, like they want to do something, but it's uh, they don't necessarily want to come out and say that they're doing it, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like they don't want to, like they totally want to put Misha and Todrick up on the block, but they just don't want to be the person to do it, if that makes sense. I, yeah. I feel like they they talk all this game and they'll say, yeah, we've got to do this, but then the time comes around when they're head of household and then all of a sudden they're back out of this. So it's, it's, it's just very random, in my opinion. I think Todd is somebody who, if he gets to the end, the jury are going to be questioning him, you know, you've talked all the time about, you know, Misha and Todrick have to be split up and then all of a sudden you have head of household and you send Carson out the door. I, I think it's something where it's going to come and, and bite people back, you know, when, when they realise um, when they realise that they should have made the move when they had the chance. And it's just, it's it's frustrating as a viewer, I think, more than anything, having to watch it. And, you know, I think especially when Carson had won head of household, the yeah. elation and celebration and joy that we all had um, I remember on Twitter it was like a party. We were just all celebrating and we were all so, so happy. And then we woke up the next day and mm. everything had gone to shit, basically. <laughs> and it was just, it was a disaster. And I feel like it's just history repeating itself. Not as bad with Todd because Todd hasn't kind of um, been as on the other side of the house as much as Carson was. Mm-hmm. Um, but linking back to what I said at the start, it's all very passive and it's very much um, we'll do this next week and then next week comes and then nothing happens. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not, it's not good gameplay in my opinion. And I think you're right. The strategy isn't really there. Yeah. Um, and maybe we're giving Todd too much credit by saying that, you know, he was putting Cynthia or not putting Cynthia on the block because he was hoping she was going to win veto and then could save Carson. And then he could, you know, in a roundabout way, make that shot at, and maybe we're giving him too much credit, but it did seem later in the week that he was kind of hopeful that there would be an oper- some opportunity for both of them to stay, but I just don't understand it. Like, if you want them both there, then I get that you have a final four deal. I get it, but at the same time, it's his big brother. Like, it's not big integrity. Like, you can just put up whoever it is that you want <laughs> to go home. And hopefully, if it works out your way, at least one of them will go. But I don't know. These people don't seem to understand that too well. They don't at all. And I think um, just casting back to old school BB, it's so annoying. No, we've had people in the past like Janelle and Kesa who would have just gone, right, you're doing my head in, get on the block. Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. It's just, and, and and now you've got to have a million excuses as to why you're putting them, them on the block. Like, you know, back in the day, somebody went head of household and they'd just go, I don't like you. So I'm putting you on the block. Yeah. And I just thought that was, it was so, so good. And I think in this day and age, it's all very kind of everyone has to be careful of um, of, of, of stepping on people's toes. And but the fact is, not everybody likes everybody. Like, right. I mean, you can't you can't That's pretend life. that you like someone if. Yeah, it's life. Exactly. You don't get along with everybody um, or you might get along with them, but you just don't like them. And if you don't like them, then put them on the block and keep the people that have your back and, and do like you don't come up with all these excuses of, you know, um, I think you are the biggest threat. And if you get to the end, uh, the, the jury will be, uh, the jury will vote you. Like, I feel like they've used that for Carson since pretty much week one. They've pretty much said, you know, Carson, you're going to be a threat to the jury. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, we've only been in the house for <laughs> seven days. Like, I just, I can't believe that. I, and, you know, can't you just basically say like someone like Todrick or Misha, Carson, I don't like you. You're going on the block because right. it's very apparent that they really, well, they weren't a fan of Carson or at least they were faking it if, if they are a fan of him. Yeah, it's bizarre to me. And and when Todd put Carson and Lamar up, he told Lamar that he was a threat. And I was like, in what world are you threatened by this six foot tall man that has not won a single competition, <laughs> doesn't know where he is or what he's doing, still can't figure out how a veto works. I'm like, yeah, please, please. Like we want Lamar <laughs> to win as viewers, but we all know that he is the least threatening player. I think maybe aside from meta world peace that has ever played this game so i'm like how are you gonna sit there and say oh i'm putting you up because you're a great big brother player and you know you're a threat i was like todd it's, you just read the yeah, script at this point 
read exactly script reading it's total bs you should just put them on the block and just say look you're the pawn i'm i'm my, my target yeah. is Carson. that's it you know do, it's you can't make it at this point when there's only what is there was the six people at the beginning of this week i think yeah there's when there's six people left there's no point kind of trying to do a a blind side because everybody's playing in the veto anyway right. and the nominee is going to be trying to gun for the veto anyway so i think you might as well just straight up say you're my target and i think people will I, i'd respect that more if i was in the big brother house and somebody nominated me and said tom i'm threatened by you i'm putting you on the block because i want you out of the house you're a you're a threat and if i then got to um if, if that, then i ended up on the jury and that person was sitting in the final two the person who who straight up said tom i, I want you out I'd respect that person way yeah. more than somebody who kind of the whole time was trying to get me out while not kind of straight up saying it. I just, if you say it to my face, I'm, I'm going to respect that way more. So I think um, it, it does in Big Brother. I think it serves a lot of, um, well, it depends who you're dealing with, I guess, but I think because <laughs> it's all different personalities, but I think it, it can serve you a lot to be honest in in what your intentions are and in, when you're head of household. Totally. And, and on the other side of it too, like Lamar, had he said when he nominated Lamar, listen, Carson's my target. You're just a pawn. You know, we've been working together throughout this game. So the only reason I'm putting you up there is because I know you're not going to go home. That would make me feel a lot safer than had he thrown (laughs) me up on the block and said, oh, you're also a big threat, blah, blah. blah." And I'd be like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, in that case, I must be the backup plan. If Carson somehow comes down, then I'm going home. But had he been like, hey, you're a pawn, I'm saying it in front of everybody here, like that would have, I think, made him feel probably a little bit safer. So I just don't understand why, you know, you have to tell everybody that the reason you're putting them up is because they're like some big brother mastermind. It just doesn't make sense. It it doesn't make sense. And I think also it's, it's, um, it's a trust building opportunity as well. Even yeah. when you are nominating someone, you can build trust and it sounds crazy, you know, even though you kind of, you put someone on the block, but your your fate is essentially in the head of household's hands when you when you are nominated so all you can do if you're a pawn is trust them you can't do anything else that's literally the only thing you can do so telling him that he's a pawn is a perfect opportunity for um todd to bring lamar closer to his his social game and uh and you know keep him off his radar totally So going into episode 11, we start off with the power of veto competition called Ego Veto. And essentially it was one of those, you know, follow the veto competitions. And I don't know about you, Tom, but I found this to be absolutely impossible to do. I was trying to follow (laughs) along with it on my TV and I think I got maybe two right and I guessed. I, f- I feel like um, it, it might be easier if you were in the house. Let's just put it that way. I feel like with the whole kind of it, it, cutting it to the diary room and then, you know, and, th- and then cutting back to the house guests while they're competing probably makes it a little bit harder or more difficult. I think if you're actually in there, it would probably be a lot, uh, a lot more easier. But having said that, I'm not going to even use the word easy because it, it, it's just not by any stretch of that imag- stretch of the imagination. So, um, yeah, it was it was complicated. I, I mean, t- for me, I really miss just like comps like hide and go veto and yeah otev would be fun for the celebrity version i mean i feel like a lot of the uh, i would say a lot of the comps have been a little bit kind of um repetitive in a way but i am i i think um they're doing what they can and i'm not going to complain listen we've got we've got a a winter season of, of, of big brother so i can't complain at all yeah i was a little bit bummed as well that the competition competition so far I feel like a lot of them have been less and I don't know the right way to word this. I guess like with this one, I felt a lot of it was kind of up to chance, like because obviously, you know, some people were were pretty decent at following it with Mm. their eyes. But there was a good group of people that were playing that competition, like Cynthia, Carson and Lamar were were all three of them were just guessing the whole time because it was very impossible to do and the same thing i felt similarly with the uh the hoh comp where they had to you know drink those drinks i felt also that was a little bit you know more of a guessing game than something that's like a sure thing like a puzzle a puzzle is a sure thing when you get it you get it and and there's no mistaking it you know (laughs) but with that i just felt like there was a lot of it was left a lot of it has been left up to chance i wish they did more competitions that were, you know, a sure thing. You're competing for yourself and, 
you know exactly what the goal is and how to get there. And it's just a matter of like who gets there the fastest or, you know, whatever the case may be. Mm. I just felt like these ones are such, they've been, (laughs) there've been a lot of guessing games in my opinion. And I don't know. I don't love that. Yeah, it does leave the game up to chance quite a lot. And um, I, I feel like poor Lamar's be getting a break because, I mean, he's pretty much guessing his way through the game as well yeah. as the comps as well. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, it, it must be quite tough for him in there. Um, for me, the kind of comps I would like to see more, obviously I, I spoke about Otev and Hyden go veto, but I um, I love games, and this is going to sound really cynical, and, and I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't want it to sound like that, but I love games where it pits the house guests against one another. Yeah. Something like, do you know, like the Mon 1 uh, twist, where they kind of had to pick yep, who they had to, to be pick. safe? And it, yeah, it's, it like turns people against, it's like Lord of the Flies, you know, it turns people against <laughs> each other. And I, I, I like, um, I'm pretty sure back in the day, I can't even remember the last time they've done a comp like this, where you have to kind of um, choose two people to, like, to compete. Uh, yeah, well, doing something like that, choosing two people to compete, or even the ones where there's like people of you have to put tokens in like each of the boxes and fill oh, people's yeah. boxes up, and um, obviously that shows people's kind of uh, true colors quite a lot. And I, th- I just love ones that pit people against each other. It's like we talked earlier about the food comp; like it just adds another element to the game that can mix things up and stop things being so damn predictable. Yeah, those ones are fun. It's funny that you brought that up because I just before I watched um, this season of Celebrity was re-watching season five and they did that right. with the, uh, the, I think it was Piggy Banks. Um, yeah, yeah. And they went and they put the tokens in and that was fun to watch because, you know, you're trying to like, it's it's strategic in a sense, but also at the same time, you don't know who's putting what where. So you ca- it's a little bit off, up to chance, but at least you can kind of see everyone's when they pull the chips out, you can see where everyone's loyalties kind of lie. So it's a little bit more fun because the house guests get a little bit of information on who's on their side and who isn't. Yeah. And it can totally shift the dynamic as well. Somebody can Mm -hmm. like come out of that comp going, Oh my God, people might not actually have my back as much as I thought. So I'm going to jump to the other side. And then all of a sudden we're really, really excited for an episode of an eviction because we're going, Oh my God, what's going to happen. And I think that's why uh, the need to implement more things like that because it just makes it that bit more unpredictable and I think what um, the, some of the best moments I remember as a viewer watching Big Brother is when we're going into the eviction episode not having a damn clue mm-hmm. where the eviction's going to go you know I, I, I remember that one I think it was a couple of years back where um, I think it might have been BB 20 or 21 I'm not sure um, where Julie kind of opened the show and she said like in the we past no idea you know half happen. an hour we have no idea what's going on and then she's like wish me luck and then everyone starts cheering for it I just thought that was so so good we need more moments like that yeah that was fun I don't remember what season that was either but it was definitely a more recent one um, yeah. those moments are so much fun unfortunately we haven't had too many of those yet this season but <laughs> no, hopefully <not> hopefully <laughs> you never know we still got couple more uh, episodes to go maybe some something yeah. will go down yeah um but in this veto competition obviously misha won it but i was i was kind of annoyed with her that she kept like <laughs> being like everybody stop talking i'm like you don't get to tell people they can't talk like if you can't focus that's on you girl like leave lamar alone <laughs> maybe that's his process maybe talking helps him it maybe it does and uh, she obviously thinks she's queen misha and todrick thinks he's king todrick and uh, they think they reign over the baby house and um i think the viewers think quite the opposite <laughs> i was like girl leave him alone let lamar do his thing <laughs> leave lamar alone if you come yes. for lamar you come for all of us <laughs> literally um and then after she won i was cracking up carson in the dr talking about doing his fake smile and like giving her a hug and everything i was like i love him so much he's too funny Misha is announced the winner, and I have to do a fake smile like a beauty pageant person when they don't win. And like, oh my God, I'm so happy for you. You did great. Wow, you're amazing. He's so brilliant and authentic. I love it when he oh he has booze in the diary room as well. Like he's just like, this is too much for me. I need a drink right now. And he's he's sat there with some booze in his hand. Just I, I just love it. He's so authentic and brilliant. And I did I put, I put out on um and I don't want to jump ahead obviously about the eviction, but I I, I put on Twitter yesterday. I thought, I thought even though you know Carson did you know make that horrible blunder of a move evicting Shane, I, mm-hmm. I feel like he was just a wonderful house guest all yes. over. Like he brought his just authentic, genuine, and just hilarious self to the table and I, I just think he's definitely still one of my favorite house guests this season 
Oh, you got to love him. And you know, CBS was bummed too that they lost their narrator for the season because they love just having Carson do his witty little, uh, making his witty little quips and kind of being the one to tell the story the season. Yeah, and I think you could tell the crew were like loved him when he came out on mm-hmm. stage as well. Because you where's could, Murray? Never, yeah, exactly. I, I've never, I've never once heard the crew like laughing and like kind of like sounding like that after somebody's been evicted. I just thought that was wonderful. I can imagine um, when I'm going to share Todrick for a second. I think when Todrick is evicted, there's going to be absolute silence mm. from it. And I, and I really, really hope Julie goes to town on Todrick as well. And some of the things she won't, she won't do it, but I hope she does. Right. I mean, Julie used to be, and I say this to Christina all the time, we want Julie Chen back because this Moonves lady is not (laughs) the Julie Chen we remember. Julie used to be brutal. You'd get like, I always think of that moment. And I think you shared it actually on Twitter recently when she, (laughs) yeah, when she smacked Marcellus across the head. I'm like, we need this Julie back. Where is Julie Chen? That, That is, that is the Chen boss. That is, we need her back. She needs to return. And it's just, it's a shame now that they come out and she's just like, peace and love, people, peace and love. You played a great oh. game. And like, and actually the truth is you played a shit game. It's <laughs> and uh, <laughs> make them feel it. <laughs> oh, I miss her. I miss that, you know, the yeah. old Julie. Hope Maybe maybe we can uh, put that in our petition. So what are we asking for? We're asking for the key wheel, food key competitions, wheel. and food Julie competitions Chen. And, and the OG Julie Chen, yeah. <laughs> We've well, you heard it here first, folks. We're gonna start the <laughs> petition. <laughs> um, anyway, so back to the episode at hand. Uh, so Carson basically has this heart to heart after you know Misha wins the veto with Lamar, telling him you should team up with Cynthia. And although in the edit of the episode they made it seem like Lamar was hesitant, um, at least from what I've seen on feeds, correct me if I'm wrong, Tom, but it seemed like that was Lamar's plan all along. Like he seems like he wants to work with <laughs> Cynthia because I think he doesn't want Misha and Todrick to be there any longer. I would say, yes, that is his plan, but I feel like we never really know what Lamar's plan is. It's, um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm 77.29% sure <laughs> that he is leaning towards wanting to work with Cynthia. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's very, it's very confusing <laughs> as we've discussed watching Lamar, very confusing, but entertaining. And um, I would say he's definitely more with that side of the house. Um, yeah. If there is sides at this point, it's weird because I feel like it's just kind of Todrick and Misha ruling over a dictatorship. But uh, I mm-hmm. think, um, he definitely, he, if he, if he, if he gets in power, he's, he's not going to be going for Cynthia. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. I don't think so either. Um, also I, again, another thing that seemed like it was a little bit more, um, played up in the edit than I think it actually was in, in real right. life, as we would, as we would say on the feeds, but, um, <laughs> yeah. IRL is that, <laughs> they kind of played up the fact that Misha and Todrick were annoyed with Lamar and like potentially considering, you know, doing something and, and getting rid of him instead. And I was sitting there watching the episode, like, come on, I get that they have to try to make it so that when you're watching the episode, it's not cut and dry and like, you know, exactly who's going to go home. But do, do we really think that after all this, that Misha and Todrick are going to try to evict Lamar over Carson. Like it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> there is no chance in hell. I, I, I think um, it's, it's, it's a weird one because I, I remember when I did watch um, season 19, that was, as I said, it was my first one. I didn't watch the feeds. So mm-hmm. for me, it wasn't a bad season um, when, um, when I was watching it, it was only when I kind of, um, joined the big brother community like on twitter and and started seeing everything everybody was saying because i i came out of the season thinking paul was a saint like i didn't think he yeah. said anything bad about anyone i didn't think he'd done anything bad I, I just found it hilarious every single time josh got the pots and pans out and everything like that and then when i found out afterwards what was being said and stuff like that you get a whole new perspective on the game so i'm sure if we were casuals watching this season i feel like we'd be going oh my god is it going to be lamar is it going to be Carson? <laughs> like who's who's going to be evicted tonight but it's truly only when you're watching the feeds like we do you kind of just go, really? Are they doing this? Are they stretching out a two-hour show, making us think that Lamar's going to go? So it really is crazy comparing the two perspectives of being a casual versus being a live feeder. I think there's a lot more hope in life when you're a casual 
and yeah. there's a lot more d- depression in life when you're a live feeder <laughs> but y- you can't you can't help but not be a live feeder because that's the show that we love we get disappointed every single damn season but guess what we come back and do it time and time and time <laughs> again and we're never and we're never going to stop until big brother's cancelled so right there's no we're point still here complaining about it. <laughs> <laughs> you are totally right about that um so then at this point I guess Cynthia and Carson have now decided it's a good time to start playing Big Brother. And they go to Misha and Todrick and pitch essentially that they want to make a final four with them, which I mean, too little too late, you guys. (laughs) Like it's the final hour and now you want to pitch a final four. I thought that was a bit strange. Yeah, a bit of a sigh moment. I think Mm -hmm. I I, I was I was watching it last night and I was and I was thinking like because I'd, I'd seen a bit of it on the feeds and then I was um when I saw it in the edit in the episode last night I was thinking like to be if I'm being totally honest I feel like more of me was actually quite I don't want to say impressed because it wasn't an impressive move but it was more <laughs> kind of just like a I was glad that they didn't lie down and just die I oh, feel totally. like I, I think it was nice to see them actually trying because even though it was totally hopeless I do respect them for not for not just up. keeling over and, and giving up right and and we talked about that earlier kind of you know this whole aspect of there's always that chance in Big Brother that you could make it to that next week. You play one week at a time and and, and, that, and that's all you can do. So seeing them do that, I respect it, you know, because I feel like even in the so-called all-star season, I feel like I, I'm literally doing um, parentheses around that right now. I think, <laughs> I, 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 um, I, I think we saw so many people, and they're supposed to be all-stars, these people, who just, you know, lied down when when Cody had, had called the shots and they didn't even try and it was so painful to watch I mean Janelle and Casey tried and I would say Bailey and Davon gave it a good go but and uh, the rest of them I, in fact I'm you know, Ian I feel like Ian gave it a go as well but I mm. think um I know we're not talking about Big Brother All-Stars right now but I'm totally going off on a tangent I, oh, I no, feel like I, I um I, it's it's disappointing as hell when people do that. So Carson Cynthia, who weren't even all stars doing that, that automatically gains a little bit of respect from me um for them doing that. And listen, I had a lot of respect for Carson anyway beforehand. I feel like even though he did make that terrible move, I still think he's just fantastic. And I just it, it's hard to hate him. It really is. Oh yeah, I couldn't hate him if I tried, I don't think. But I agree a hundred percent that like even though we all knew it was not going to go anywhere it was nice to see that they actually you know tried to at least put their best foot forward and make an attempt or even a few attempts to try and you know both stay in the house and although I did think it was a little bit strange that when Misha (laughs) didn't use the veto Carson and Cynthia took that as a sign of trust I was like I'm like, I get that they, you know, she didn't put Cynthia up on the block or, or take um, Lamar down and then Todd didn't put Cynthia up on the block. But also, I, I just, I don't understand. Like, they were like, oh, we were so glad. We feel really feel like Misha's trustworthy because she didn't use the veto. And I'm like, she could have saved you with it. And you're happy that she didn't use it? I was like, what right, are you guys right. talking about? It's it's like the plain big brother opposite. Shayna saves them with the veto, and then it's let's get her out. And then and then Misha doesn't save them with the veto, and it's like, yes, Misha, you you incredible legend. You know, we love you. And it's just, it, I, I just I I don't get it. It is like playing big brother opposites, but they are they're just too nice. You kind of just <laughs> want to go in, give them a hug, and go, guys, you you're lovely people, but you played a really shit game. Yeah. And it's it, it, that's literally the sentiment of what it feels like watching them. And I, I don't I don't hate them by any stretch of the imagination, but man, they've played such a bad game over the past uh, over the past week or so, and it's uh, it's difficult to watch. But um, so is Big Brother. So I think <laughs> um, it's 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 something where. We'll we we'll forgive them in time for playing that bad game, but I, I feel like for years when we're talking about Big Brother 24, 25, etc., if we get those seasons, I feel like I think um, we'll always be referencing. Remember when uh, remember when Carson and Cynthia did that? Remember when they, they got rid of their closest ally? Yep, because I remember that, and I I'm, I'm always going to remember that. Yep, those two, and and it's even worse because I feel like they're the people that everybody wants to root for, but they just mm-hmm. make it so hard, like. Oh, you guys, like we all want to root for you. We all want to see you do well. And time and time again, you keep (laughs) destroying your own game. Yeah. And there's one thing as well that I did, I did kind of pick up on with the episode 
episodes. And I think um, with Cynthia, she is a totally different person in the DR than she is on, yeah. watching her on the live feeds. On the live feeds, it's kind of like, okay, what's Cynthia going to do next? That's going to jeopardize her and Carson's game. When she's <laughs> in the diary room, she sounds so confident. And she's like, you know, I ain't lying down. I'm going to go fight this. And, and I just... I, it's brilliant watching her in there but then you kind of go if she could only channel that energy into the game as well Mm -hmm. then we'd be seeing somebody who could be a total star player this season you're totally right because when you know what we see on feeds is her saying if I go I go she says it all the time (laughs) Carson said the same thing but especially Cynthia she's the she's the big proponent of if I stay great I'm happy to be here happy to play but if I go I go and right. I, I get that, you know, this is celebrity and we, we can't expect that people are going to be like, you know, super duper into it. But to just have that mindset of if I don't, you know, get uh, another week in the house and I end up going home, it's not a big deal. I'm like, that kind of ruins it for everybody else watching. Yeah, and I think that's the difference between the civilian version of Big Brother and the celebrity version. I feel like because they're already getting paid to go in the house, it's kind of like half the job's done already. Mm-hmm. And the the money at the end is on, is like a bonus. Whereas in civilian Big Brother, the aim is to get further because you get more and more money the further you go on into the game. And I know Survivor's the same. Right. Um, so I feel like that's why there's so many people on the celebrity seasons where they're just like, oh my God, I'm done, I want to go home. And I think... Um, it's understandable in a way but also it's I feel like it's coming from a position of privilege where it's kind of like come on like there's so many people who would kill to get on Big Brother and y'all are just kind of going if I go I go whereas I know if like the likes of like you or I were on Big Brother we'd be you know fighting tooth and nail fighting tooth and nail yeah (laughs) and and just being as scrappy as hell to try and stay just that one more week so you can try and win head of household and then take control the week after and I just think it's it's tough to watch sometimes but we love Cynthia don't we she's 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 a she's a nice lady at the end of the day and I think uh I've got I've got a lot of respect for her despite the the terrible terrible game she's played (laughs) poor 50 cent gotta love her um so so Carson you know makes his little last ditch effort and and wants to try and convince Todrick to keep him he basically pulls Todrick aside and says listen Cynthia and I will offer you both of our jury votes and I just saw like a little bit of a light bulb go off in Todrick's head it did seem like he was gonna consider that and and we see that he he does because he brings that information to Misha which I think had he not done that, maybe he would have stewed on it a little bit longer and potentially would have been more inclined to make the decision. Yes, like I will keep Carson around because I do need yeah. those jury votes. Had he known how bitter this jury is against him, maybe he would have been more inclined to keep um, Carson around uh, because as of right now, I don't know that he's going to get any jury votes um, right. with the current the current evicted house guests, but Clearly, it didn't work out in Carson's favor because he did end up getting evicted <laughs> by a vote of two to one. But he made, you know, his little effort. And I, is, I yeah. think it was a solid effort, in my opinion. Definitely a solid effort. When your back is up against the wall like that, there really isn't that much you can do. I mean, in my opinion, I I know it's crazy, but I, I feel like I, I like to see more Hail Marys in Big Brother. Like if, mm-hmm. if I knew I was gone. I'd just be like, okay, right. I've literally got nothing to lose right now. It doesn't even matter. There's not even a chance. I would call everybody into the living room and I'd blow up the house. Like I would, mm-hmm. I would 100, I'd do it. I'd, I'd expose people. I'd, I'd stir, I'd stir shit up. And I'd, I'd, even if I knew I was still going by the end of it, at least I'd known, I'd try to stir the pot a little bit because it's, I, I think, um, I think with the celebrity version, there's more to lose by doing a Hail Mary because if you end up in a shouting match with someone that can damage your career right um so it's understandable that Carson didn't do something like that but I think I think for what for the situation he was in like you say he he, he did well and I think uh there wasn't much else he could do unless he was going to pull a Hail Mary totally I also feel like like you said if you know you or I was in the house we would go out fighting and would love to blow out blow up the house a for the sake of like you never know if you go in there and you stir some shit up maybe people aren't looking your way anymore and decide to keep you in the house but also at that point if I know like pretty 
cert, if I'm pretty certain that I'm going to be the one evicted, and my head is, how can I make this the most fun for the people at home that are watching? And we love mm. to see a house meeting. So of course, really you know, do, yeah. I'm getting everybody to, <laughs> you know, get their asses in the living room and we're going to have a showdown because we're gonna, if we're I'm going out, exactly. I'm yeah. going out knowing that I at least made the episode a little bit more fun for the viewers. Exactly. Amen to that. And listen, I, I feel like there's, there is so many times in Big Brother history in which people don't do anything, but the ones that we remember are actually people who made it to the end. Think about Dan and his funeral. Think about mm -hmm. think about Dr. Will telling everybody that he hated them, them all. And I, these things where people do things like that, those are the people that get the target off their back somehow, even though they are huge targets, they somehow get the target off their back and make it to the end. So if you really are a true Big Brother fan when you're in that house, take note from the legends like Dan and Dr. Will and apply that to your own game because what have you got to lose at the point where you're literally going to be heading out of the house stop moping around and crying all day listen i mean yeah have your moment you might be a bit emotional and, and you might have your crying moment but after that pick your damn self up call everybody in the living room and blow shit up exactly those are the those are the most fun feeds to watch give us something good you guys come on <laughs> <laughs> So after Carson's evicted, obviously he goes out and we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but he talks to Julie and Julie basically told him that in a roundabout way, she kind of tried hinted at the fact that you fucked up Carson by getting rid of Shayna. And it did seem a little bit like with her line of questioning, he kind of started to see it a bit. Um, I think so. so. Yeah, it's, it's when the camera kind home. of did like a close up to Carson and he, like the look on his face, it was yeah. kind of like, when she said, did you, she like tried to use the verb, did you get big brothered? Mm -hmm. And and then Carson was like, he paused uh, for a second. And he was like, uh, maybe, I, I, I don't know. And then it was kind of like that, that was the moment of realization where it was like, there's no way right now I can pretend that I, I, I stand by what I did in there. I've just got to say, oh, I might actually regret this when I go watch the, watch the show back. And uh, you know what? I respect him for being humble enough to say that because there's so many people who come out and, and go, yeah, I knew all along what was going on. And I'm like, no, no, you didn't. That's why you're <laughs> sat there with Julie right now. So I respect Carson for being able to do that. I don't know what I hate more, people who do that or people who say, there's so much that you didn't see. There's so much that oh, you God, missed. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, buddy, D, we have D, the feeds. Yeah. We didn't miss yeah, much. Yeah, and I think Todrick is going to be that guy when he gets yeah. out. Um, not even talking about the game, just talking about the things that have came up about him, the things he said. Totally. He's going to be going, first things first, the thing you didn't understand was that you weren't in there. And also you uh, saw um, uh, you saw an edited version of me. It's either blame it on the edit mm -hmm. or, or, or blame it on the fact that you weren't in there or blame it on the fact that you didn't see everything. Um, the, the thing that matters was what we did see rather than what we didn't see, in my opinion. Right. Okay, I'm going to put in a little bit of a spoiler alert for anyone listening. If you don't have feeds and you don't want to know um, who won the HOH, then now's a good time to stop listening. Tom, have you seen who won? I, I have, I've seen who's won and I also want to be one of those listeners right now who wants to stop listening because <laughs> of what the, the result is. Yeah, so I will say, so last night I didn't watch the episode in real time. I was out last night, so I didn't watch it until I got back. So I watched the episode and I'm thinking to myself, oh, it's after midnight now, my time. So there's a good chance that, you know, feeds are back and maybe we know right. who won HOH. So I went on Twitter and there still was no news. So I was like, all right, I'm going to bed. And this morning I woke up and I was like, hmm, I could check Twitter now, or we could record the episode and I could record my reaction in real time. So my original plan was to do that. And I'm glad that that did not happen because I think you would, um, you <laughs> listeners would have to just listen to me cry for um, yeah, like a minute and a half and, on yeah, here. Yeah. Um, because when I opened Twitter to send you a DM, Tom, to let you know that, you know, Christina wasn't going to be able to join us today. I, my feed refreshed and at the, <laughs> right at the top, Twitter taunted me with a tweet that said, Todrick is the new HOH. And I just had a moment of silence for myself <laughs> and how terribly this season has gone for all of us. Just, just awful. Just awful. I woke up this morning and 
I, I saw it and I wanted to go back to bed. <laughs> I, I, I was thinking, great, it's Saturday. I've got the, I'm going on this podcast. I'm really looking forward to this. And then I opened Twitter, saw that, and I thought, nah. I was like, I, I felt like, do you know, um, um, Tiffany fuck Sarah Beth, and I said that shit. I feel like I want yeah. to say, I want to replace Sarah Beth with Todrick at that point. So that was my reaction. Uh, <laughs> that's a, that, in fact, that, that's a, that's a diluted version of, uh, <laughs> of that reaction. Oh my gosh, I was so annoyed. Like, literally, worst case scenario, in my opinion, was Todrick winning. I would take another Misha HOH any day over Todrick being HOH. Right. I do not want to watch him for however many days it is on fees that he's in power, where <laughs> he's going to be scheming and trying to figure out, you know, who he's going to put up or whatever. Oh, I just can't do it. I actively avoid him on feeds when I can. Um, but now I don't think I'm going to be able to escape him. So we'll see how many, how, how many times I actually turn on the live feeds over the next couple <laughs> of days. It might be, uh, it might be uh, lacking, especially because the main reason I turned on feeds prior to Carson's eviction was to see Carson. So now maybe I'll just have to track Lamar for the rest of the season. I think I, I agree, but I'll, I'll tell you what, Brie, I, I think we might go potentially one upside of Todrick Green head of household I think the power is going to go to his head even more True. than it has already which can create entertaining feeds it can see chaos and it can see and to be honest I, I think if anything it will probably do a service to all the things that are coming out about Todrick because I think um with him being in power I think that we may see more and more of his character and mm-hmm. while it might be painful to watch at least we're actually getting to see the true the true farm and I'll be honest as well it's going to service my YouTube channel over the next few days because I this feel like I'm, true, I'm, going to have, yeah. I'm going to have plenty of headlines to talk about so I'm uh I'm thankful I'm thankful for that not thankful for Todrick but I'm thankful for for the um the, the silver lining in this cloud you know we got to take what we can get here we really do but that's a good segue um because you mentioned your YouTube channel let people know before we wrap up where they can find you where they can follow you on socials give them all the details Right, thank you. So uh, you can follow me, or you can subscribe to me on YouTube at TV Talks with Tom, and my social handles. You can follow me at Instagram at uh, Tom underscore Vasey. That's V A S E Y. I got to spell that sometimes because people don't know I do. <laughs> and then on Twitter, I am at TV Talks with Tom. Perfect. Thanks so much for joining, and this was so much fun. And we definitely have to have you, you know, come back on and guest co-host an episode uh, next season, hopefully for Big Brother Twenty Four. Absolutely. I've had so much fun today. I've really, really enjoyed this and definitely invite me back. I'm holding you to that. I, I really want to come back. <laughs> will do. Will do. Well, thank you, Tom. You're very welcome. I've enjoyed this a lot. Thanks, Brie. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed. To join in on the discussion, use the hashtag OBrotherPodcast on social media and you can find me at It's Me Brie Lee everywhere. And you can find me at Christina Jascott. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. See you later.